up, Beast High? Hi, podcast listeners. Welcome back to this podcast. Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical one minute at a time. I am Tyler. I'm Condra. And we are again joined by our guest and friend, Amanda. Hello. Hi there. Welcome back. Thank you. You might be coming for a, a few other of our guests' uh, most appearance. Oh, Zach. Yeah. We're coming for Zach. <laughs> Well, yeah, and then there's people that in t- all of our seasons mm-hmm. who have been guested. Yeah, you're yeah. you are I'm encroaching. Yeah, is there a trophy involved? Like uh, a state? Yeah, but it's trophy? like a weirdly wide and not tall trophy, <laughs> not and in the shape of a basketball <laughs> instead of like a guy shooting. It'd be cool if Troy was the guy in the trophy. Like they made a special trophy with Zac Efron on top. I feel like that'd have been more of a Seventeen again thing. Which <laughs> I have th- more things to say about Seventeen again in this minute. So let's introduce minute ninety-two, which starts out with Troy holding up the trophy and ends with Zeke thanking Ryan. Yeah, a lot of stuff plays out in this minute. Oh boy, we're here for it. Little character moments. That's what we're getting mm-hmm. in this. Yeah, so we start out with your famous what team, Wildcats, as Troy is being Wait, what team? lofted. Wildcats. What team? Wildcats? Oh, okay. Uh, Wildcats. Wildcats. Get, get your head in the game. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, and Troy is being held up over his held team. Held aloft, hoisted as it were. Indeed. Many hands make light Troy. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we get this kind of celebratory thing, but then we get this, like, he goes back down again very suddenly and has a has a moment with his dad. Yeah, Jack comes up and says, I'm proud of you, son. And, and that's it. That's it? Is that the resolution you were hoping for? <laughs> nope, not at all. <laughs> what is he proud of? He's proud of his son for winning the basketball game, which is been his intention for the entirety of the movie. He's not proud of his son for following his dreams, finding good friends, singing a good song. Well, if he was, he could have said so, but he just said, I'm proud of his... Granted, that's probably the most emotion Jack is capable of expressing. (laughs) I don't know. Did you see that locker room scene? (laughs) Playing the game we both love. (laughs) Exactly. It was... it's, It's still selfish a little bit for his sake. Like, he wanted to win the game because he's also the coach of the game. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to relive his glory days. <laughs> Reliving the glory days is better than acting like they never happened. They did happen, Bob, but this, our family, is what's happening now. Oh, got and it. You're missing this. <laughs> I don't see what's so important from fifth grade to sixth grade. <laughs> it's fourth grade to fifth grade, but it, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> what, what is this? The, the Incredibles. Sounds... Oh, okay, okay. That's fine. Yeah. The majority of our references are Pixar films. <laughs> Well, that's why I was like, it sounds familiar, but I don't I couldn't place it. Yeah. But yeah, it is weird that in the, they decide to give some sort of conclusion to Jack and Troy's back and forth's emotional tension throughout the movie. But it is this such lackluster. It's disappointing because the main character relationship in the movie besides Troy and Gabriella is probably between Troy and Jack or Troy and Chad. Um, and we've seen Chad... I, if it is Troy and Chad, I think we've seen them get over it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't know, Amanda. You're the High School Musical expert here. <laughs> Top three relationships in High School Musical. <laughs> Number one. On, on. Number one is definitely Sharpay and Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
Principal Matsui and that basketball that he shoots into a little. (laughs) (laughs) Number three. Karaoke guy and awkward teenagers. (laughs) Excellent choices. You've been watching Watch Mojo. Never mind. No, it's. It's weird to th- yeah, is Jack and Troy or Chad and Troy the I guess the B plot of this movie is just what is the B plot? What is the A plot? I don't think <laughs> they know either. <laughs> yeah, there's this idea that Troy had to either sacrifice his basketball career or, you know, find time to combine basketball and theater as his interests and there was conflict there right because jack and chad thought that that wasn't possible for him to do he had to choose basketball leave everything else behind and troy and the rest of the crew were able to prove that that wasn't necessary but you spent so much time on it you need to like have a character moment where jack i mean he doesn't have to like apologize or like say i was wrong but like have a beat where he says i I didn't think it was possible, but you pulled it off. But I still don't even feel like that would have fully like wrapped up that storyline. Like part of it is that like until he walks into the auditorium and Troy and Gabrielle are doing their audition, like he has never heard his son sing. He doesn't even know that this plan is in place or going to happen. So the whole speech he gives before the locker room to me doesn't really do enough to like cover the basis of what he could be saying. Like, I'm proud of you in that moment that we get in this minute. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. And also the I'm proud of you. Such a loaded dad phrase. And it, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also gets to that point that I loosely brought up and we've talked about like the reliving the glory days. It's imbuing some of him like he's imbuing part of himself into Troy's experience like he's doing what he wants to be doing right now or he's recognizing like oh my son and I now have this to share but like it's still an internally focused where's Troy's mom that's my other question she's making bank wherever she works (laughs) she's like I'm so sorry honey Troy I had to miss your basketball game I had to stay late and work overtime but I promise I'll get to spend time with you over the summer okay mom (laughs) will he get to spend time with his mom over the summer did I say that intentionally I think what's what's important is that there's this little moment Miss Darbus walks up from behind yeah she says bravo to kind of Jack and Troy uh, congratulating them on their win. And then Jack says, brava to Miss Darbus, which is kind of funny because like, how does Jack know to gender his Italian? How, didn't she, I think she said that to him at one point earlier. Mm-hmm. No, she definitely uses the brava earlier in the movie. It just, maybe it was an audition. I don't remember. I don't think there was a specific moment between Jack and her. No. Well, there was, but not where that happened. Yeah. She definitely does use the phrase prava, so it's kind of like, it's one of those weird TV, what is that phrase? Um, Dramatic irony, where the um, audience knows. The audience remembers something. Yeah. Audience knows something that the character (laughs) doesn't. Like a callback. A callback. Freaky callback boy. (laughs) That's what Jack is. He's freaky callback boy. And I think that that moment where Jack says Brava is supposed to signal him being okay with Troy and Miss Darbus and the whole theater thing. But again, it's minimal. There's nothing there. It's a TV movie. You gotta wrap things up. You can have a conclusion that's not <laughs> snap quickly. Snap quickly is uh, my new Star Wars character, by the way. Sounds it, it might Snap Wexley is a real I know, character. I'm like, Snap Wexley, you're a little close there, Ty. <laughs> but 
so after we get these kind of conclusion moments with the adults of the movie, if you want to call them conclusions, Troy says, and this is my 17 again moment, the, you're the man, Troy, no you! <laughs> Which is definitely, like, that's in 17 again, and I was just like, wow. Well, that's just in high school. That's in just hi- what people do. I know, but like... <laughs> It was so, like, I, th- I don't know if it's because he was also wearing a basketball uniform and it was in a gym. Like, it was so, I was like, am I watching the right movie right now? Like, like this is Zac Efron's audition for Seventeen again. <laughs> again. Like, he just, he picked pieces of this movie and it's like, here, I can do Seventeen again. I've already done part of it. Wait. Would Seventeen Again Again be a good movie? It's like Matthew Perry going through a middle-aged, middle-life crisis again. No. Because then it proves that the whole first movie didn't matter because he didn't learn his lessons. It'd be funnier if his son... No, his son... Like, So we're getting aged, and his son turns back into young 17-year-old, and so Matthew Perry is actually like older now, and he's like, wait a second, I experienced the same thing. <laughs> or the wife... I don't think Judy Greer, but... It's someone like that. It could be like a side character, like the the coach or like... <laughs> Jim Gaffigan's 17 again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matthew Perry is his spirit guide. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. I personally think that uh, uh, Jesse Plemons looks like a young Jim Gaffigan. I don't know who that is. Uh, Jesse Plemons, he's in Game Night. He was in Breaking Bad. Oh. Um, uh, it's wh- Leslie Mann, not Judy Greer. Okay. I was like, it's not Judy Greer. Judy Greer's yeah. in Jurassic World. Yeah. And Ant-Man. And Ant-Man. But they have similar That's, vibes. Yeah, they, very they, similar vibes. They, to they, they yeah, have yeah, like yeah, the yeah, same yeah. exact casting roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, while Troy is congratulating being supportive no, of another person, who should run up? But Gabriella, Gabriella. in a in a new outfit. <laughs> Where did it come from? <laughs> Well, there's a dance number coming up. She had to change. Well, but why wasn't she just wearing this definitively better outfit the whole time? <laughs> that would have been so much nicer for breaking free. Yeah, out of right? a lab coat if she had this dress on. Yeah, for sure. But I think also this helps the distinction between breaking free in this and yeah. helps break up like for Greece. I'm going to go back to Greece here. I sometimes forget there are two songs there and it's not just one big song because they're all wearing the same clothes. Like mm-hmm. it's within 30 seconds of each other, which is pretty similar to this. There's a <laughs> two minutes in between the two songs. It's funny in Greece because the song ends. They're like, we're never going to see each other again. Sure we will. And then just the next song, song starts. <laughs> and for this one, like I think it helps that they have different clothes because yeah. if not, I'd be even more con- like... It changed the setting. It reestablishes where they are and like time is passed. I think the setting change like does that more for me than in Greece. Like in Greece, I think you would. You're right. I do clump those two together into like one scene, but like they take place in the same setting. Mm -hmm. So you don't get the costume change and you don't get the setting change. Well, I think also what Disney likes to do is like cut up these little moments into little music videos that they can put for 30 seconds in the commercials. Mm. And if you have different outfits, it's easier to kind of confuse children as to what order the the things in the movie are happening. Mm -hmm. So that when you do watch the movie, it's not given away because you've seen all the little music videos. You just see them all in the right order now. Yeah. I don't think they were thinking about it that deeply when they made that decision. It's a movie. Yeah. You do costume changes for different scenes. Yeah. (laughs) The big finale. They need everyone needs to have a fancy outfit or not so fancy outfit in the case of some. But we'll get there. (laughs) 
So Gabriella runs up and she, I don't know. She Backwards says, hug? Yeah, she hugs him from behind, says congratulations. Wildcat. Did she Call- say single wildcat? She's a, yeah, he's a wildcat. Singular well, wildcat. Well, Troy is the wildcat. I thought the mascot was the wildcat. Is Troy actually the mascot, is, too? Is the mascot on the posters? Does the mascot have life-size posters hanging up around the school? No, Troy does. <laughs> well, maybe the mascot just, like, walks around the school all day anyway. <laughs> just have the mascot in your math class. Yeah, exactly. Raises his hand, but can't say anything when the teacher calls on him. And good thing we spent 12 seconds on the basketball game because we got even less of this class to catalog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Troy just goes... And you guys? And then Gabriella's like, yeah, we won too. And it's like, NBD. my reaction. Just like, yeah, great, sure. Yeah, of course they won. It didn't matter anyway. <laughs> I mean, what what would winning a decathlon look like? With basketball, they were able to say, like, okay, let's put together 12 seconds of really intense play and it like comes down to the final shot or whatever. Like, I don't know what that would look like for this guy. Well, it's like a boxing match. Like, you have to count up all the total points accrued throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And you see the, the winner by mixed decision is the East High Wildcats. I don't think it would be possible to have a mixed decision for a decathlon. But anyway. Limit does not exist. I mean. Yeah. Or yeah, it could come girls, down to like a final like one-on-one a question. tiebreaker question with Gabriella against, I don't know, some other person. Just on- some stranger. Yeah. That would be exciting. <laughs> yeah, we... Troy shoots the basketball. We cut. It's hanging in the air. <laughs> we cut to the decathlon. Gabriella answers correctly. And then we see the basketball going. At the same time, that would be good editing. Then she somehow changes costumes and sprints to the gym. In time <laughs> I mean, Troy did that for the auditorium. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it's a small school. Well, all your big rooms in the school are going to be relatively near each other. Because you're going to have the whole classroom sections all near each other. And then all your auditorium gym are all going to be relatively close to each other as well. Well, it's kind. Of, it feels like a campus to me a bit more because they've got the garage and the the greenhouse and. Well, the greenhouse is on the roof. Yeah, I was just saying my high school gym was not anywhere near the auditorium. Yeah, ours wasn't. Or the cafeteria. Yes, it was. They were right next to each other. The gym and the auditorium. Oh, oh, yeah. You had to walk around, but they were literally right next to each other. I always had to walk around. Yeah, that's true. And the cafeteria was also right there, too. We had one half of the school that was the classrooms, and the other half of the school that was all of the other large rooms that make up a school. I've been to three schools since high school. I don't remember anymore. So, yes, we are proud of the East High Wildcat academic decathlon team because they won i guess yeah it's a it's an opportunity for a lot of celebration to occur because not only did these two win we also find out they won the callback and they know already what was it by applause that they won (laughs) (laughs) they had an applause meter in the auditorium (laughs) that's wicked that's so wicked uh that thing you do do. nice (laughs) um yeah it's just like it's so how do they know? I... Well, okay, so Before, let's let's but, go through what yeah, happens. Yeah, let's go through what happens, I guess. So Troy and Gabriella are having a moment. They lean in. Are they? They're about to kiss. I was like, oh my god, is it? The, are they going to actually kiss on the lips instead of just the cheek? Like, this was a roller coaster of a two minutes for me. Because <laughs> I thought that the, the cheek kiss was going to be all we were going to get. And then they lean in, and then they're doing a bit where they keep getting interrupted. Uh, who comes in first? Chad. Chad comes in first. And he's like, he voted you the game ball. Yeah, Captain. And Troy's like, what, what, a, what a surprise. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and Chad then runs over to Taylor. Amanda's eye roll there was so beautiful. Amanda, go, go. Wait, hold, just, hold on, hold on. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to let you go real quick. 
Troy leaves or Chad leaves. And then we see it seems like Gabrielle and Troy might start to kiss right after that again. But we follow Chad so we don't see the kiss. So it's another thing. They might have kissed off screen, but we didn't see it. Okay, now you can go. Well, to continue that thought, then 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 Taylor comes back and interrupts them again. And it's just like the bit just keeps going. Anyway, I just I don't love the like Chad Taylor scene there that happens in like three seconds. Mm hmm. And the way he's like, must be your lucky day. I just, it makes me gag every yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I don't get why. I have a suspicion of why they're shipped, but I don't love it. It doesn't make any sense why they, why the writers decided to ship them together. And I mean, let's just say they, they put together the two African-American characters because they were like, these two, they go together. And then there's also that like, oh, if you've got your main two, the best friends of the main two also need to be together for this weird... It's It would have been interesting if they had set it up at all. Yeah, because they've only bickered and like they joined, te- they joined forces. For like the one scene outside where they traded the laptop. And she was annoyed with him the whole time. Yeah, but in like children's TV, that's like usually the way that they show that someone has a crush on someone. <laughs> but it didn't even read like that, though. I, yeah, I don't... You don't think so? No. I mean, do you think that there was any setup for this? Or are you just generally skeezed out? No, I'm generally skeezed out. I think there's, like... I think there was the setup for it. Like, it's not, like, the... the and we'll get to it in a minute, but... Or, I don't know when it is, but the the Kelsey part is like yeah. out of nowhere. This yeah. one, it's like okay, I see what they were. Well, like, Tyler doesn't know a Kelsey. Tyler part? doesn't oh, know no, that. I'm that's so in concerned. the next week. Okay, <laughs> that's next week. Okay. That's why I was like, I don't know where this is anymore. Um, I but- get the idea of like a high schooler being excited, seeing a girl, and saying, "Hey, come to the after party with me." Like that makes sense. They're casual acquaintances. Maybe he's not like into her. But she's nice enough. He wants to take a girl to this after party. But the the whole cockiness of like. It uh, must be your lucky day. Yeah, that is less cool. I do appreciate that she like clarify. Like, it's a nice point that she clarifies like a date. That it's not just like (laughs) that. We're not about to start this like whole side narrative of like, is this a thing? Is it not a thing? I guess the other weird part that no one said yet is he literally like pulls her into like a little like hip hug. He He's grabs like holding her. her waist. Well, and she's holding like one arm, him on one arm, like she's leaning into here because they're like yelling or whatever. And she's yeah. like holding his jersey with her other hand, which like as a general theme in this minute, everyone's sweaty. 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 They're so sweaty. <laughs> sweaty teenage boys do not. It's also a little funny when you remember that Monique Coleman is like 23 and. Yep. Corbin Blue. Corbin Blue is, you know, younger. He's probably closer to 18. Yeah, I've never, like, this bit, like, also, Taylor earlier is, like, Frida Kahlo, Eleanor Roosevelt, like, <laughs> strong, independent woman TM. And then she's like, like a date! And I'm like, oh! Well, again, it would be okay if they set up that she was looking to date someone, or, you're right, like, she can be a feminist character yeah. and be interested in boys. Yeah, but... Not trying to explain feminism, sorry. <laughs> you want to go there, Tommy? <laughs> Talking to two individuals who went to a women's college. <laughs> I, I called it out. I was somewhere. I was lampshading. But the camera continues to move. And we go back towards... Taylor moves from Chad and she stops 
Gabriella and Troy from having a moment. She goes, OMG, Chad just asked me out. And they go, yay. Right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then- I guess people didn't say OMG yet no, at that point. No. So, yeah. Uh, and then who should walk up but Sharpay and Ryan? <laughs> The costume, also, costume change, change. Saying, but the costume change for them makes sense. It's oh yeah, <laughs> that's canon already. Ryan, keep, Ryan and Sharpay both keep clothes, extra clothes here. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, they just have extra clothes in their lockers in the dressing room. I guess that's been mentioned before, but I, I was, I was picturing only like one extra outfit, not like a whole wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan has multiple hats to choose from, <laughs> but they, they don't co- even change at home. They just change when they get to school. But. Sharp Sharpay announces that Troy and Gabriella are the leads and she's an understudy and threatens to break Gabriella's leg. <laughs> no, in theater that means good luck. Gabriella does not believe that. I will say Vanessa Hudgens' reaction face there is really good. Like she does look genuinely concerned. <laughs> so yeah, Sharpay does, does not have a congratulatory tone when she's saying this. She's like, "Whatever, looks like you guys got the role and I'll be your understudy in case you can't make the show." She she's not that. She's kind of that. She's kind of, but also she's she's still enjoying in the revelry and has some excitement to her. Yeah, but it like she shouldn't. From everything that we've seen of her in this whole movie, like, I understand why Gabriella is hesitant when she says break a leg. Yeah. Because it does seem like she's intentionally schemed against them the whole time to make them miss a callback. Yeah. should do for the entire show. Yeah. Sharpay and Brian really have no redemption arc here. It For what comes next- Gotta it, save it for the sequel. It makes very little sense why they're in the final song. <laughs> Yeah, like, it would make more sense, or not necessarily more sense. It would be interesting if they were, like, sitting on the bleachers grumpy while everyone else was singing and dancing. They were for breaking free. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think of another movie where that happens, where, like, everyone else is having their dance party ending, and then you cut to, like, the villain. Zootopia. The sheep lady is in jail watching the gazelle concert (laughs) that everyone's (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking in Shrek when they're having the dance party and you cut to Farquaad, Farquaad inside in the dragon. The dragon. <laughs> We've got some good cut, deep cuts today. Yeah, Shrek and Zootopia. Deep cuts. Well, no, really not related to this movie. <laughs> in way, shape, Fair. But we can, we've continued to follow Sharpay and Ryan. Yeah, we get this is kind of fun in the sense that it's like one long kind of tracking shot. We're kind of going back and forth between these characters. We we continue on the question of is this a ship or not? Uh, <laughs> or is it a boat? Uh, Zeke and Sharpay again. Uh, Zeke <laughs> comes up to Sharpay and is like, "You are amazing. You should have won. Like, I'm sorry you didn't. Here are some cookies I made for you. Like the precious baby." <laughs> Zeke pulls the line. I really admire you, which is a great way to tell someone you like them, but not tell them at all. And he pats her arm. No, it also feeds into Sharpay's ego, right? Like, I really admire you. And she's like, yeah, of course. Wouldn't you? Like, you're not saying anything new here. Like, everyone admires me. If you want to tell me you like me, you're going to need to be a little more specific. Well, even then she'd be like, well, every boy in this school likes me. Get in line. She's also already said she would rather stick pins in her eyes than watch him play basketball. Yeah. But she might have just watched him play basketball. But that's different than (laughs) going out with a championship boy. Like, she wanted to go out with Troy. Mm -hmm. Troy made the final shot. But you know who 
assisted Troy in making that final shot. Sharpay is second best now. Yeah. So, so. she gets second boy. <laughs> I do not think she would appreciate that in comparison. <laughs> Um, Second boy reminded me because in the Harry Potter books, there's the head boy and head girl. I just thought that was a weird way to phrase it. But Zeke is Zeke is just so pure. He's the precious <laughs> cinnamon roll that must be protected at all cost. He made her cookies, and she said, "You." Which again, <laughs> yeah, that didn't make sense. He's a sweaty boy handing her cookies from like, yeah. his gym bag. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, but. Does Sharpay assume that just because a boy made a cookies that they came out gross? Probably. She's like, boys don't make cookies. Stick to the status quo, Zeke. Well, I mean, he was part of the stick to the status quo. Yeah, and she never turned on that. Yeah, exactly. She has no redemption arc. But then Ryan. But Ryan! Do we have another ship for Ryan? Can I have all of the ships for Ryan, please? <laughs> Ryan can set sail with his armada with how many <laughs> ships he's going to get. <laughs> Ryan and Zeke have, like, R- Ryan ends up taking the cookies because Sharpay is apparently like Tony Stark and does not like having things handed to her. <laughs> and Ryan is very nice to Zeke. And th- it's just weird. Their their shot is just very weird. I think it's meant to more be like a Ryan is clueless and doesn't understand that Zeke wanted these cookies to be for Sharpay because he liked Sharpay. He just thought there was free cookies. <laughs> no, I think he gets it. But also, I think Ryan is opportunistic. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he just feels a little bad. Yeah, I I think that too. I think Ryan is inherently a good person and just like, like he tries to clean up as much as he can of his sister's misdoings. But sometimes it comes out weird. He'll give the cookies to Sharpay later and not mention that they were baked by Zeke and she'll be like, "Mm, these cookies are great. Hold on to that one, Tyler. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, whatever. Um, Um, Amanda, do you have anything else for minute 92? No, just sweaty boys. Not pleasant. <laughs> sweaty gym? Like, this place is going to reek right yeah. now. All right, well. It might be time. It might be time for our next segment. But first, let's take a quick break. And we're back with more Wildcat Minute. That was our ad break. So let's move on to our Decom of the Week segment. Tyler is going to present a Disney Channel original movie to Amanda and I. Give us the title, maybe a couple actors, maybe the year. And then Amanda and I are going to have to come up with a plot for this movie. And then Tyler will tell us how wrong we were. (laughs) Or right. We could get it right on the head. Yeah. All right. So you guys are dealing with the 2004 Disney Channel original movie debuted on March 19th, which is... A day before March 20th, where we were recording this episode. And a few days before this episode comes out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Going to the Mat is the name of the movie. Going to the Mat, directed by Stuart Gillard, written by Chris Sean Nolan and Laurie Nolan. A writing team there. Starring Andrew Lawrence. Joey Lawrence? Brother of Joey and Matthew Lawrence. Alessandra Torresani, who appeared to be on TV, but I didn't really recognize any of the shows. Cleo Thomas, who is zero from Holes. Yo! Yeah. And Wayne Brady. (laughs) Amazing! (laughs) You love to see it. That is going to the mat. One T or two T's? Uh, One T, unfortunately. Although I see see where you were going with that. (laughs) (laughs) I I missed what year you said it was. 2004. 2004. So, sport movie? Or a laundromat. The kind of mat I can think of. So, could it be a wrestler who needs to work in a laundromat? Ooh. Double mats. 
<laughs> it could be wrestling. It could be gymnastics. Oh, I didn't even think about gymnastics. Yeah. Um. The the first it was Andrew Lawrence. Andrew Lawrence, Alessandra Torresani, and Cleo Thomas are our child leads. So, two young men and a young woman. It could go either way. But f- the fact that uh, Andrew Lawrence was casted first usually is the indicator, like for Wikipedia's order of things, mm. he- he's likely the star of this the show. His name's on the poster. Well, that just feels like cheating. Maybe we should just decide which one we want it to be. <laughs> well, it, c- it can be a men's gymnastics movie. Yeah, exactly. That, that Before exists. Before Stick It? Yes. Do you remember Stick It? Wasn't that one on, um, not Freeform, but whatever, ABC Family? Yeah, there was a, there was a, that was the spinoff show based on the movie Stick It. That okay. was like a bring it on kind of thing, but gymnastics. Oh, yeah. So going to the mat, I think it's a wrestling. Or- yeah, I would also say given the fact that there's two male leads and one female, maybe like. What if the young woman is trying to be on the wrestling team? I was going to say, I feel like we've done a couple where like, you guys have done a couple. I've listened to them. I don't. <laughs> well, you provided one of them. A it's, a, of them. it's a pseudo-social relationship. You feel yeah. like you're participating in the conversation, but you're not at podcasts. <laughs> exactly. Where like the, like there's no women's or girls like wrestling team, but she wants to wrestle. And so she has to join the boys wrestling team. Yeah. And Andrew Lawrence is like, absolutely not. How dare you? And I, I'm betting the zero, the guy who plays zero, I'm going to just call him zero. Cleo Thomas. Cleo Thomas Cleo. is like her friend and actually like teaching her like on the side, like teaching her how to wrestle and stuff. And then like, what if she's teaching Cleo how to wrestle? Ooh. Because she's prove, actually skilled. Yeah. To prove that anyone can wrestle. Mm-hmm. Like she takes the nerdiest boy it's in the Ratatouille? school. Ratatouille? <laughs> Ratatouille. Oh yeah. no, it's a uh, she's all that. Sorry. Oh, or yeah, I guess the she's all that too. But like picking, she she like maybe she's like into wrestling, but also like kind of nerdy or something. She's kind of a social outcast, and this is her like social outcast boyfriend. Space there, not not one word. And she tr- starts training him, and he like starts doing really well, and like goes up against the big bad bully from the wrestling team, and is like. You think I can't wrestle? Meet my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he gets hurt, and she has to step in. <gasps> yeah, to do the final wrestling match. Ooh. That's how that's how sports works. <laughs> or like, is it like a Karate Kid kind of thing? Oh, where they're like from a team, like they're they create their mm-hmm. own little team and work their way up the the bracket. I don't know how wrestling <laughs> competitions work. <laughs> It's usually individual based okay. with wrestling. Like a person can win the state championship in wrestling, but you don't have like, I, I mean, I guess s- schools cool. do do compete right. against each other. But when it gets to like the championship, it's not it's not the team. It's the person. Okay. I mean, how's Wayne Brady get involved? And then uh, yeah. you guys oh, how Wayne Brady? Yeah. Is he like the the quirky teacher who's like, you guys can wrestle and like helps them out? Or is he like the owner of a local gym that? Allows the them owner to... of the laundromat? Sorry to... <laughs> it's your pitch. Is it a laundromat with a secret gym in the back? Ooh, Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> Decom Fight Club. I like that. Let's go with that. Laundromat <laughs> with a secret wrestling club in the back. And Wayne Brady is teaching them how to wrestle. 
<laughs> Wayne or just Brady providing is Mr. The Miyagi. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Are- Brady, Mr. Miyagi, and obviously <laughs> the the girl beats Andrew Lawrence mm-hmm. so bad, and he runs off crying. <laughs> and Cleo Thomas is like, "We did it from zero to hero. Zero to hero. <laughs> zero is his name in holes. See what I did there." Uh, oh my god it's great okay i'm making better jokes than you i know how about get replaced i think you are <laughs> i already said last time i said amanda should be our- <laughs> all right so do you guys want to hear the real plot is, is is that your final answer as it were yeah yeah i don't have anything to add all right so andrew lawrence is our lead uh he plays jason jace newfield jace is a blind young man uh he moves from new york city to Guess guess where uh, a character in a decom lives. Just take a guess. Salem, Massachusetts. Nope. Amanda. The suburbs of Connecticut. Nope. You, you guys are thinking too creatively. <laughs> where do decoms happen? Ohio. Nope. Arizona. New Mexico. Pleasantville. Close. Close. California. Amanda, nope. Southwest. Close. Utah. Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we got there eventually. Uh, so yeah, he moves to Salt Lake City. And he thinks the way to be cool is to play the drums. Uh, And so he starts out as a drummer. And the band teacher at this school is Mr. Wyatt, played by Wayne Brady, who is also blind. So we've got um, a beastly situation going on here. (laughs) Not (laughs) quite. Another Vanessa Hudgens film. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But what turns out is Jace is a little he's a little bit of an outcast. He's not quite the nicest guy like. People are a little mean to him because he's blind and new, but also he's not really welcoming friends. He does have his friends, Vincent Fly, Shoe, played by Cleo Thomas, uh, who convinces Jace, you gotta, you gotta do sports. People like, people like sports boys. And Mary Beth Rice is the Alessandra Torresani character. She's girl who's around who convinces Jace to, you know, be nicer. And, so she convinces them to try out for the wrestling team, of which her dad is the coach. Uh-huh. Um, and they both they both actually try out Fly and Jace. And they both make the team. And Jace is having trouble at first, but with Mary Beth's help, he gets better. And, you know, they make it to the championship. And Does he win? It doesn't say in the Wikipedia. What? But he has earned some respect and started to fit in I think that is the larger more important point a la Karate Kid or Rocky or High School Musical and his teammates uh, get interviewed and um, there's this weird aspect to it where it's like we accept him for who he is we don't care if he's blind Uh, which there are conversations to be had about um, acknowledging disabilities people have versus trying to say that they don't it doesn't matter if they have it or not like weird ending but i think the the thought is that he was able to find a passion and able to find friends that he wasn't able to before and he overcame adversity it's a sports movie in that way so that's how it's gonna play out it's not on disney plus it is not on disney plus Condra has just told me uh so how do you guys feel which one would you rather watch i i kind of think yours i like ours (laughs) i kind of want laundromat (laughs) i want the scene where he says the title I'm going to the mat. Or I guess in yours, it's uh, Alessandra. Yeah. Uh, where her parents are like, where are you going? She's like, I'm going to the mat. And she's like being 
because they don't want her to wrestle. Mm-hmm. But she, the, the, you're like, you're going to the laundromat? Yeah, the name of the laundromat is the mat. <laughs> Everyone calls the laundromat the mat. Yeah. Okay. That was going to the mat. And minute 92 of High School Musical. So people can find us on the internet at Amateur Nerds on the Twitter. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y on Twitter and TikTok. Special thanks to our artist Theo Golden at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. Also, you can email us amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. I've been Condra. I've been Tyler. And I've been Amanda. And am I coming for Tyler's shop next week? You can bet on it.